So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to design your perfect day so that you can live a remarkable life. All right, so I have a confession to make. I can't stand following the herd because if I do, then the best that I can be is average. And I have zero interest in average. I want remarkable. And the only way to do that is to think different. So I'm studying game changers, trailblazers, rule breakers, awesome makers, and those crazy ones who are looking to change the world and sharing what I've learned so you can make remarkable happen in your life. My name is Dean Dwyer, and this is The Mindset Show. Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show, my friend. I hope you're doing well. So um, today is actually going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm actually experimenting with a new idea. Essentially what I'm going to be doing today is um, I sort of want to take you behind the scenes of how I think about certain things. And I'm literally going to walk you through... Uh, an idea that I'm in the first draft of. And so I'm going to give you some background on this. Um, uh, it starts with a sad story. So I'm going to start there and then I'm going to sort of, I'm going to work into what it is that I'm looking to do as I move forward with my life so that I am living more consistently uh, in a way that um, uh, appeals to how I actually, the kind of impact that I want to have on the world. Wow, that was worded really bad. Anyhow, um, so uh, last Friday, my so I mentioned before. Sorry, again, I'm all over the place. I apologize. Uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get things in order here in in, in quick order. So um, I've mentioned numerous times now. Um, as of right now, I'm recording this podcast from Sudbury. I came to Sudbury um, because my place in Toronto is being renovated, and there were a few reasons that I came here. I'm staying with my dad. My mother and my father uh, are here, and I had an opportunity to spend the next four or six months with them and really, really connect on a much deeper level with them. And so that was the first reason I came. I also have a sister and uh, a couple of nieces and a nephew, so an opportunity to really connect on a much deeper level with them. And I have some incredible cousins here as well. Um, and just reconnecting with them and spending more time with them, which I've been able to do. Unfortunately, uh, and sadly, last Friday, one of those cousins passed away. So his name was Kevin. Kevin was a couple years older than me. He was 55. And uh, he was an amazing guy. Like he, um, he was one of the funniest people that I have ever, ever met and he just he he had a way he always had a way to get the laugh and there was no limit to how far he would go to get a laugh like he would I have vivid memories of you know being 10 or 11 and going over to their place and him just doing these things that had us crying that they were so funny um I was over at um uh my aunt and uncle's place yesterday. So it was their son. And um, we were all sort of gathered around. There was probably about 10 or 15 of us at their place just gathered around the kitchen table and watching old videos of him. Sorry, I'm going to cough here. 
old videos of him. And man, he was just a funny, funny guy. And he had such an impact on people. And, you know, obviously that's, it's tragic and it's sad. And I sort of do the same thing when, when these sorts of things happen, right? You know, you have this moment where, um, you know, like, you know, life is so short. I need to, I need to really embrace it. I need to live each day like it's my last or whatever it is that people tend to say. And, and that lasts for a few days and then life comes back and and gets in our way and we get right back into the stuff that we've always done and and you know and and we sort of keep going you know every so often something happens that makes us come back to this idea that you know we really should be more present to our lives and having greater impact and you know living you know like you know sucking the marrow out of life and then it it vanishes after you know it expires after about 24 or 48 hours And so what I thought I wanted to do this time um, is I I wanted to use this show, first of all, to honor Kevin and and just sort of my thank you to him um, for just the joy that he has brought to my life. And, and, you know, like we we have, you know, we would sometimes go years and not see each other. Uh, But my greatest memory of Kevin was actually it wasn't the humor part. I mean, he was he was hilarious, but it wasn't the humor part. We um, we drove to Toronto one one time. Um, I don't know why he had to drive me, but anyway, he uh, he had his truck. We were going back to Toronto. He was living somewhere just outside of Toronto, and so it was just four hours in in the vehicle. And I don't know how many times you've had an opportunity to just be in a vehicle with somebody else for an extended period of time. But uh, I've had this on a few occasions. In fact, I had it with his brother as well, too, which is also a highlight of my life with his brother, was just this amazingly deep and amazing conversation. And that's what I will always take from Kevin. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to I wanted to use this show to sort of share some ideas and how I want to take things a step further for myself. I don't want this moment to come and go. And then, you know, within 48 hours, whatever I'm feeling or whatever I'm hoping to do to kind of realign my life expires. And and so what I wanted to share, first of all, was a concept that I've been working on for a while now, and it's called Scorecards for Success. Now, the reason that I, and I've developed this for myself, this is something I am going to turn into a course because I think it will be tremendously valuable for other people. But you know, one of the challenges that I see with me and that I know other people also suffer from is that we want to change things, right? Whether it's, as I say simple, but this is not simple, but it's something as, as straightforward as, as trying to lose weight um, or, you know, to build a business or to be more present in your relationship or be a better parent or whatever it happens to be. We make these bold declarations of what we want and then that's sort of it. And we think, well, okay, that's, let's hope this all happens. And they, 99% of the time, nothing happens. And the reason nothing happens is that we have no scorecard for success. We're not measuring any particular behavior on a daily basis. And so I, I came up with the concept a few years ago. I have been for the last... Uh, three months, I guess, I have started doing it with uh, something I call the successful body. So how do I go about building a body that I'm proud of? And so what I did is I created a scorecard for success. And there are 10 components to that scorecard that I measure every single day. 
I'm not going to go through that card today. That will be something for another day because I think people would be interested in that. I think you could get some great ideas that you could begin to apply to yourself. Excuse me. <laughs> but um, but I want to take the exact same concept now and I want to uh, create something that would allow me to develop the perfect day. So what I'm going to share for you is actually my first draft. So this could change dramatically um, as I go forward with this. But I, I, what I find for me, the challenge with these sorts of things is actually just getting started. And so um, to make it easier for myself, I, there's something, I, something magical about 10. So I, I've started off with this master list of what I believe initially to be the 10 daily behaviors that I could measure that would help me create the perfect day. Now, these will change. And they, again, some of them will be removed completely for other ones. But this is how it starts for me. And I start with these. And then it, it just it gives me a starting point. And then I can begin to sort of, um, as I go through my day and I, I, I'm, I'm going through these things, I'll be like, okay, yeah, that doesn't work or that's too vague and I need something more specific. Um, so I'm just going to share with you my first draft. And uh, this might give you some ideas of things to do in your past, uh, in your past, uh, things for you to do in, in, in a particular area of, of your life that you're looking to change. Uh, as I said, I'm going to come up with something more structured down the road because I do believe this has tremendous value for behavior change in general. Uh, people don't really talk about creating scorecards for success. The things that get measured get get managed. That was a Peter Drucker quote. And um, uh, Jim Collins also had a great quote, which I am now going to butcher. <laughs> but he was uh, he wrote a book called Good to Great. And, and the, the thing that he found that separated the great companies from the good companies was that the good companies suffered from chronic inconsistencies. And I loved, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not getting emotional there. I loved that phrase, chronic inconsistencies, because I believe that's what we suffer from in our lives, is that we're just, it's not that we're, we're flawed or we're, we, we lack motivation or discipline or anything else. We're just tremendously uh, inconsistent. And so for me, a scorecard for success is really all about becoming really consistent with the things that I know drive the kinds of behaviors that I want. Now, of course, the challenge is getting the things that, that drive the behaviors you want. But that's that's why this is a first draft. So um, I'm, I'm just going to sort of I'm going to. So what I did is I listed out the 10 that um, I want to start with. I'm literally going to be thinking out loud with these. Um, There's a bit of an ad lib to this show as well, too. I, I put these things down. I have no idea what I'm going to say about each point. I may even change some of them as we're going along. But again, I just want to, this is my first draft of my scorecard for success. How do I go about designing the perfect day by creating 10 behaviors that I could monitor each day. And I will say, here's the other thing that I'm doing with my scorecard right now. And this was something new was that um, for each daily thing that I am, I am looking to achieve, I give myself a score out of three. Three means it was excellent. I did, I did everything I wanted to do. Uh, zero means I did not do it at all. And one and two are, are some version. I was either, I, 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 I did a little bit or I did some, but I didn't do it all. And so I, again, that's subjective. Um, I tend to be a little harder on myself with these things, but, uh, but that's my way of scoring 
with a score out of 30. And if I'm doing a scorecard for success, what I'm looking to do is to be above. I mean, ideally, I want to be between 28 and 30. But the reality is that I am training myself to um, excel at these behaviors. And so what I'm shooting for is 24 out of 30, which is 80%. And then, you know, I've got lots of things that I can reflect on in terms of things that I can practice. So let me go through and share with you uh, my, my, my first draft of my scorecard for success, designing and living the perfect day. So number one, now I have some of you who are on my email list will have heard a couple of these before. And this first one you will have heard before. Number one, celebrate my life in days, not years. If I really want to... Um, live today like it's my best day ever, then I need to stop celebrating my life in years. Like we pick one day every year where we go, hey, you made it to 53 or 54 or 17 or whatever it is. Um, I realized that that, you know, 365 days can go by really, really fast. Um, and and you kind of just, uh, you just, it becomes a blur. And so I thought, you know, what I got to do is I've got to sort of wake up each day and I've got to really celebrate the fact that, like, I made it to today. You know, there's no guarantee. Like, my my cousin Kevin is my reminder. There's no guarantee that that I get to tomorrow. There's no guarantee for any of us that we get to tomorrow. So how do I go about really just embracing today? Celebrate my life in days, not years. And so what I do with that, by the way, and this is still a work in progress because... Anyway, let me tell you the first part, and then I'll come back to the second part. Uh, so here's what I do. Every day in my journal, um, I write down the day and the date, and then whatever day it is. So t- as of this recording, today is day number 19,413. And once I write that, I write a little, oh, sorry, I do a little smiley face. Then I do a little woohoo and a little yeehaw, and... Uh, a little kind of fist bump, something physical to do. Now, to be honest, I've been a little inconsistent with um, with that. I, I I always write it down, but I haven't um, really sort of looked at it, smiled, like, you know, you got to today. And ultimately, what I want to do is I want that to be the first thought when I open my eyes. Uh, I want to I be like, oh, man, you made it to today, dude. Like, congratulations. Like, celebrate that. So that's the first thing that I... Um, that's going to be on my list. So every day, I would give myself a score of three um, that I that I did that. So you know, there's a component to writing it down, and there's a component to really feeling it, not just writing it down, but really feeling it. And then again, um, I think to get a score of three out of three, I'd also have to be that would also include when I open my eyes. Like, did I acknowledge that right away that I woke up? Which, which, to be honest, I've never, I've yet to wake up. And actually have that be my first thought. And the reason for that is because I, I, haven't, I haven't had that thought. It never occurred to me to actually, you know, like, listen, when you wake up, that should be your first thought. Make that your first thought. So I have to train myself how to make that my first thought. And I will be giving myself a score on that. And because I'm going to begin keeping score, that will begin to happen. Now, it may not happen as soon as I open my eyes, but the training will be, that's what I want to have happen. So I may be up for five minutes and then go, oh man, I forgot. You know, like, hey, dude, you made it to today. Like, so it will happen. And then again, the goal is train myself that it will happen um, the moment that I, I that I wake up. So that's that's my first thing that I'm on my scorecard. The second thing 
is to review my rules for greatness. Um, now, greatness is a, is a word I'm thinking of Lewis Howes when I think of greatness because he has a school of greatness and, and, and his whole message is about how to, how to be great. Uh, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure how I feel about the word because I feel like um, I tend to, uh, I tend to be, I tend to undersell myself, which I don't think is a, is a, uh, is a great trait. So I'm always uncomfortable with this, like, Oh, I'm so great. But, uh, the way that I'm looking at this is, um, I want to have a list of the things that I know make me unique to the world and continually review that list um, so that it, I, it seeps into my DNA so that I'm really clear on what it is that makes me unique to the world and that I'm confident enough that, um, that I could say, yeah, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what makes me unique. So the way that I'm thinking about this one, and this goes back to the first episode that I talked about where I talked about the magic of three and I, there's a magic of 10 and there's also the magic of three. And so, you know, when people talk about like, what's your superpower? I've never liked that idea or conversation because um, it implies that there's this one thing that we do that allows us to stand out from everybody else. And I don't believe that that there are a few people on the planet that have this one extraordinary skill that does allow them to stand out. But for everybody else, we're just average. But you can be great if you were to combine three things together that created this super skill or allowed you to, I'm not wording this very well, but um, that you, if you had three things that you could identify, so if you really sat down and you started thinking like, what makes me unique that if I blended these, I put these things together in a bundle that it would allow me to be extraordinary in a way that other people just simply could not do. Right. And so uh, what I need to do now with uh, so I, this was just I just wrote down the idea um, and it, I said I'm, I'm sort of in the process now. I'm like, OK, what is that going to look like? What am I measuring? Um, and, and so if I'm thinking out loud right now in terms of like what I, some of these, you know, what do I think my three things are that uh, allow me to stand out? Um, I would say the first, and I'm only going to give you an example of one because that's all I have at the moment. I need to sit down. I need to think about this. And so this, that idea needs to be fleshed out. Um, but I will tell you that the first thing that I think makes me unique is, um, uh, something I'd like to do a show on one day, but it's, it's, uh, you know how they have the phrase reading between the lines. Um, I believe I have the gift of listening and between the words. And what I mean by that is. Um, most people, for example, when they listen to a podcast and somebody says, hey, here are the three things that I'm going to share with you today. Everybody hears the same thing. We all hear the three things that the person is talking about. When I'm listening, I am listening for things that I know other people won't hear, right? So uh, because I'm the mindset guy, that's the first thing I'm always listening for. When I'm listening to a show, I want to know how somebody thinks. I am looking for the mindsets that I know other people are not going to hear. Uh, I last week I called those invisible insights, right? There are things that I know other people won't hear that I'm going to be able to pull out and I can share and that allows me to stand out. So that's one thing that I'm really good at. But if I combine that, if I bundle it, think of it, uh, it's kind of like um, your 
telecommunication package. <laughs> that didn't sound like the right phrase, but you know, like your internet and your phone, and that's all bundled together, right? Uh, to create this, you know, extraordinary package that allows you to watch TV and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's how I think about these skills. I bundle them together and it can create something extraordinary in and of themselves, by themselves, separately, you know, just like, oh, that's a cool idea. But when I bundle those three things together, that's where my superpower comes from. I still don't like the word superpower, but that's what makes me unique to the world and allows me to compete in a space that absolutely no one else can compete with. And so the idea would be, again, review that every single day so that it it, it seeps into my DNA and I become more and more confident with what I offer to the world. So that's number two. Number three to the per, you know to creating the perfect day is to keep my commitments to myself. Now, I have no idea how this is going to look in terms of uh, what I'm how I'm how I'm going to go about doing this. All I know is that right now um I sometimes I write down a list of things that I want to do and uh the things that are really hard, the stuff that like like super hard thinking that I have to do, oftentimes more often than not, I don't do them. I find a way to push them off to the next day. Like I have a new sales video that I need to make for my willpower course that I've been wanting to make now for, I don't know, two years. And specifically in the last three months, I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta do the sales video, like a new sales video that, that captures more of how I'm thinking about willpower now compared to when I first created the course. I just keep putting it off because it's hard. And... Every time I don't, like, it's interesting, right? Like, if I told somebody I was going to meet them for coffee and I didn't show up, they'd feel terrible. I'd feel terrible. Like, I wouldn't do that to somebody. And yet, I think nothing of not showing up in my own life to do the things that I said that I was going to do. And so, I, I need to figure out how what that's going to look like, but uh, I need to to take my commitments to myself seriously and start uh, making sure that I'm checking those off. And... Uh, again, thinking out loud with this, but the way that I see this is I'm only going to focus on like, what's the one big thing that I want to get done today and just focus on doing that one thing. And if I, if, because if I, I, what I tend to do is I make a list that's like 17, you know, things long, uh, and then that gets overwhelming. So if I just focused on the one thing, it's like, this is what I'm going to work on competing, completing today. And then the next day I did my one thing. Like at the end of the year, there are 365 things that I've completed. That adds up to something down the road. Um, that's how achievement happens. But what I do is I sort of just vaguely say, well, I want to, for example, the sales video um, is too, it's too broad. It's too vague. And because I'm just sort of lumping it all in as one thing, um, I'm I I'm not getting anywhere. So what I need to do is say, okay, I need to I want to complete this sales video. I could break it down into the 17 things that have to be done, but then pick that first thing, that first small thing that maybe is going to take me an hour or two or three to do, and just commit to that thing. That's my goal for today. There will be other things that have to happen, and those will fall in throughout the course of my day. But this is the one thing that when my day is over, this needs to be done. So um I said that that'll that's going to take me a bit of work, but keep my commitments to myself. Number four, show up inside out. So um, 
this it was actually a phrase that I created for myself a few years back because I was thinking about this idea of like, how do I show up in the world as Dean? Uh, and everybody, you know, everybody always talks about, you know, show up and be yourself. But I thought, like, what does that mean? Like, everybody hears that and they go, yeah, 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 show up as yourself or whatever. But it's like, what does it mean? And I thought, what it means for me is that <clears throat> there's two things that are going on. The world, well, I'm sorry, this is not going to be ordered very well, but... Um, um, there's what's happening outside my head and then there's what's going on inside my head. And what I believe is the disparity between what's happening outside my head in terms of how I'm behaving, what I'm saying, and then the disparity between what's the conversation that's actually going on inside my head, that's um, that's where the, um, the inconsistency or the incongruency comes into play is that essentially whatever's going on in my head, for the most part, um, should be happening outside my head as well too. Uh, this, that may not be really clear, but I, I said I think we get ourselves into trouble when we are doing a tremendous amount of censoring. So we have an idea or a thought in our head that we'd like to say, but we don't say it because we don't want to offend, we don't want to be rude, we don't want to come off as being... Um, you know, cocky or whatever, whatever our reasoning is for the things that we do, or we just don't have the courage to say it because we're afraid someone's going to be mad or upset or angry or whatever it happens to be. But there's a lot of things in our life that we, that just stays in our head. And I think that's what causes us trouble. And that's why we are, you know, we're sort of like, we end up sort of being two people. We're our public persona where we pretend to be what we think people want, but then there's this actual conversation that's going on in our head. So I thought for me, in order for me to show up as Dean, um, I need to be, uh, I need to, whatever's going on inside needs to be expressed. Um, So, you know, so that means uh, a concept I talked about uh, in a previous podcast is like asking for what I want. Uh, You know, there's so many times that I have a conversation with somebody and in my head, I want to ask something, um, you know, but it might, and it might be a big ask and it might be a difficult ask and they may be uncomfortable if I ask it or I might be uncomfortable or whatever it is. But I, and I, so I don't ask it. So I end up leaving and I've got this conversation in my head going on. And I'm like, ah, oh, why didn't you ask for that? And that's me not being congruent with who I am is that I'm too afraid to ask for that stuff. And so it's the practice now of like, if I want something, ask for it. And um, I mentioned, I think last week that, you know, one great strategy, because more often than not, I leave a conversation, and I go, oh, I should have asked for that. Um, and so I'll send a follow-up email and just say, I said, I'm much better in email because I can be a lot more articulate and I can really think through my thoughts, but asking for those things. Uh, it's also stating what I know to be true and and being willing to to own those things that I believe to be true and and even if it might offend other people. I mean, this podcast is me stating what I know to be true. Now, I know I'm not... Uh, I'm not actively offending somebody with this stuff, but I, that's, actually I shouldn't say that because there's always somebody that's going to be offended regardless of how noble your intentions are. Someone will always be offended, but it's me. Uh, you know, it took me quite a while to launch this podcast um, and that was me being willing to, like, these are thoughts that I'm having. These are things I'm working on. Share these with the world. So um, 
being able to show up inside out. Again, this is another idea that I'm going to have to flesh out. But uh, as part of my scorecard, I want when I'm assessing myself at the end of my day is did I show up as myself? Like did I was there something that I kept inside that I should have said? And then again, a a score out of three that uh, indicates how well I did that. Number five, own my Life and essentially, this boils down to one principle, which is accept a hundred responsible, accept one hundred percent responsibility for my life. Um, and this is actually based on something that I got from a, an amazing book called *Man's Search for Meaning* by Viktor Frankl. And my whole takeaway from that book um, was something that Frankl talked about, and he he's essentially it's this: that between stimulus. And response, we have the power to choose. And that might be one of the greatest and most profound things that I have ever encountered. That between stimulus and response, I have the power to choose. And what that makes me think about is that's how I accept 100% responsibility for my life. That's how I own my life, is that I recognize that I always have the power to choose. Um, so that ties into something I talked about in the podcast last week where I talked about one of my challenges is, um, that I let other people's emotional reactions hijack my reactions. But the reality, when I accept 100% responsibility for that is I go back, I have the power to choose that there's a space, there's a small gap between the stimulus and my response. And then within that gap, I have to train myself to widen the gap so that I can make the choices that I want. So um, again, I'm not exactly sure how that, you know, uh, exactly what criterion I'm looking for there. But in order for me to have the perfect day, I need to own 100% of my life. Number six, uh, I talked about this last week. Be excited to see those closest and dearest to me. Um, and, and this is based on a simple philosophy. Energy is contagious. Um, I've alluded to this again. I believe that we all can be extremely influential when we make the realization that we have no power to change anybody else's behavior. Um, but what we do have tremendous power to do is to change our own behavior. And people respond to us. Um, if I'm excited, people will be excited to see me. So um, the, the whole idea with this is um, um, to, to attract more of what I want into my life. I think the way I'm thinking about myself with this stuff is I think of myself like a magnet, right? And so whatever it is that I want in life, I need to be putting that out into the world. And that will all come back to me. So I'm attracting who I am. So if there are negative aspects to my life that I'm not happy with, um, I don't say, oh, man, so-and-so is doing this. That's me. That's all on me. That's me accepting 100% responsibility for my life. That I am doing something or I'm thinking something that is attracting something into my life that I'm not happy with. Um, The reason that I love that viewpoint is that means I can change it. I'm the problem. If I'm the problem, I'm also the solution. So um, own, oh no, sorry, (laughs) that was number five. So be excited to see those that you're closest to. Um, 
And that's me sort of consciously every time I'm meeting up with somebody, like, remember, be excited like be and genuinely excited. But I have to remind myself of that so that I don't get caught up in my own little world, you know, thinking about my problems and whatever else. Consciously be excited to see them. And, and that, you know, that can come out in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, I've been hugging like a madman this week because of uh, Kevin's passing. And hugging is just such a great way to connect with people and impact people and and smiling and and making eye contact and you know handshakes and wh- whatever whatever it is but um be excited to see other people number 7 to my uh, for my perfect day is to serve others and for me these are when i say serve others these these are the people outside my sort of circle of friends and it's the people that i encounter every day when i go to get gas for the car or I buy my coffee or, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm picking up groceries or whatever it happens to be. All those people that I encounter as I walk through the parking lot and somebody walks by me, like serve them. And for me, serving is um, one way to serve them is to see them, see people who are out there, make eye contact. Um, you know, again, we, we, you know, it's interesting for me, uh, I'll sit on the subway and I'll watch how tuned out people are to their to their life because they're tuned into, they're listening to their iPod, their, their iPad, they're listening, you know, to their music or they're playing some computer game and there's all these people around them and they don't see any of them. They just walk with their heads down and so I can serve people by just letting them know that I see them. And that's just simply making eye contact. And if they make eye contact, I smile. And if they smile, then I say hello. And that's a simple way for me to serve them. To um, I let somebody uh, go in front of me the other day. You know, we arrived in a line uh, about the same time. And she kind of looked at me and I'm like, no, go ahead. You know, and she turned around. She's like, oh, thank you very much. Like there are lots of little ways that we can serve people holding doors open, um, asking people how their day is going, like genuinely asking how their day is going. Um, I went in uh, my one of my concepts, terribly worded, is uh, I like to offer superior consumer service, which means every time I go into a store, uh, it's my job to serve the person who is serving me. So I, I had to get uh, copies made. My mother um, updated her will um, just before she had her knee surgery, actually. So I had to get some copies made of that sent to my brother. And I went in and I could tell right away that the girl wasn't having a great day. She didn't look happy at all. And I said, hey, listen, I want to get a couple copies of this, uh, but I want to put it on on disc so that I can I can email it. And she said, yeah, we can do that. But she said, I got to tell you, I can't do it right now. Um, um, and I said, no, I said, no worries. I said, there's no rush for this. You can, whenever you have time, you just let me know when, when, when I can come. And she began to kind of open up and, um, by the end of it, she's like, you know, if you buy this thing, this is actually a lot cheaper than the other thing. Cause I had to put it on a, on a jump drive or a US, USB stick or whatever we call these things now. Um, but anyway, she ended up being super helpful. And then I, I went back in to pick it up the next day. And I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And she had a big smile. And again, and that's my way of serving other people. And the more that I serve other people, that stuff all comes back to me. Again, I I, I, I keep considering my – I look at myself as a magnet. The more I put out of what I want, the more that will come back to me. Number eight, express gratitude. I chatted about this last week. 
Uh, it's, I, I don't believe that it's enough to just sit down and write down your gratitude, that most of the time our gratitude is about other people. Express gratitude. And I do that. Um, ideally, I think you'd like to do it in person, but I should say ideally. I mean, you obviously want to do it when you're in the presence of people. But I love to do a follow-up where I send an audio message to somebody and just say, hey, um, man, it was so great to see you today. And I love that idea that you shared. Man, that really got me thinking about this or that. And I'm so thankful that you shared that or you pointed that out um, or whatever it is. You know, like your energy was so great. As, as, um, as an example, um, uh, one, of the, um, one of Kevin's brothers uh, is, again, that whole family is an amazing, amazing family. But I met up uh, uh, with one of the brothers uh, uh, a couple nights ago and his wife and he's got three kids and they were so like they're such an amazing family like we were telling stories about Kevin and and then there was we were laughing and they've got these wonderful laughs and it was just they're wonderful to be around and I saw them yesterday and I said uh, uh, I said I know this is going to sound weird but I said you guys have just an amazing chemistry like it is so enjoyable to be around you guys I said I, I, I said I'd like to float an idea out to you of adopting me and I said I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a sales pitch because there's a there's a lot of baggage that comes with this adoption but I think that you guys should seriously consider adopting me like they that's how great they are of course I'm joking um, um, don't adopt me um, because it will end up being the worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I told them that. Like, again, expressing my gratitude, not keeping that stuff in my head, is that if I'm thinking that, share that with people. Number nine, create... For, oh, sorry. So for my perfect day, is to create and share original ideas. Like, I'm, I'm really... Well, the whole point of this, this podcast and, this, and my, my site and the work that I'm doing is, is teaching people to be originals. And, and so... For me, I spend time, essentially how that's going to, I'm not exactly sure how that, I'm going to measure that, but I, I, what I'm initially thinking is um, I spend time journaling every day and the journal is sort of just me sort of fleshing out my ideas. Like, for example, this scorecard for success is an original idea of mine. I mean, other people have different, you know, may have a different name for it, but I've got a specific name and how I'm doing it and uh, implementing it on a daily basis. And so that's a Dean DeWire original idea that I'm sharing with the world. Uh, that needs to happen every single day. That that I am looking at making my own mark on the world. I'm not looking to copy other people's stuff. Um, you know, you're not going to see my stuff and it's like, oh, you can get mine, but there are 25 other people who are also doing this. These are all coming out of my own head. So I know that this gives me um, a unique advantage because I have a different angle on this than other people do. So uh, that's number nine. And then number 10 to creating the perfect day is to celebrate my accomplishments and uncover whatever wisdom is uh, is within that. And that is something um, I have been thinking a lot about and have done absolutely nothing with is is a is a way to end my day. Normally, I end my day by just collapsing into my bed. Um, I don't have any kind of routine where I sit down and I reflect on what was. Uh, and and nighttime actually, well, sorry, I'm, I'm making excuses for myself now. Nighttime for me is um, I I it you know it takes me three times as long to do things because my thinking like I don't think well at night. I think best 
in the morning, which is why I record my podcast in the morning. That's my best time of the day. So even if I reflect on the previous day, the next morning, but I need to, I need to have something in place where I am going through and I am acknowledging the great things that I've done because I tend to blow those off or, or, or I tend to just assume that, yeah, well, of course that good stuff was supposed to happen. But, um, you know, I really need to be acknowledging the things that I have done that have allowed me to to be the person that I want to be and to have the impact that I want to have. And, and I think by constantly acknowledging that stuff again, you you know, we talk about people talk about confidence and they just flippantly say, oh, you've got to have confidence. You don't have confidence. You build confidence. You don't have courage. You build courage. And it's it. And these things come as a result of what we focus on every single day. And we begin to build those uh, over time as, you know, when we put practices in place that, uh, that allow us to, um, to focus on those things and to build them. Um, so that's my, uh, that is my perfect day. My first draft of my scorecard for success for my perfect day day. And the idea is, how do I make today the most amazing day that I can possibly make it? Um, And then if I have the great fortune of making it to tomorrow, going through the whole process again, but keeping score so that I am being consistent with this stuff, because otherwise we forget it, right? Um, You know, I'll go back to what Jim Collins said. Uh, The difference between a good company and a great company was that good companies suffer from chronic inconsistency. The difference between a good life and a great life is that a good life suffers from chronic inconsistency. Scorecards for success allow us to become extraordinarily consistent uh, with the things that we most want to do so that we are consistently producing the results that we want. Wow, that was really well worded. I need to just drop my mic. I don't, I can't, I'm talking to my phone. I can't drop it because I drop it enough as it is. Uh, that is it for today, my friends. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. If you got to the end of this, I appreciate you listening to this. Um, in terms of your takeaway, like what what does this mean for you again this is my first draft i will be uh i I will update this somehow whether i do it in a podcast or i i send out something where i say hey listen like here's what my my scorecard looks like right now um this because it will change a lot but this is this is the hardest part for me is starting so now i've got what i think are my 10 things i know that probably four or five of them are solid like those won't change but the other ones the wording will change and 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 or some of them will just i'll be moving those out and moving something else in that really captures the essence of what allows me to live a perfect day so um i hope you have an amazing rest of today have an amazing and awesome weekend and uh, i'll talk to you next week So that is it for today's episode. But before you go, let me leave you with two things. First, what's the one big thing you took from this show? It could be something I said, but it could also be something completely unrelated that bubbled to the surface while listening. Don't ignore your thoughts. If they clawed their way to the surface of your gray matter, then it means they're important. Acknowledge them, honor them, and act on them if possible. Second, would you consider leaving a review? If so, here's my offer. Copy your iTunes review and send it to me via email with the subject line, my iTunes review. 
And in return, I'm going to send you a thank you audio, which will include me reading your review out loud with my authentic real-time response of how your words have impacted me. I don't know about you, but I think that's going to be awesome. Anyhow, that's it, my friend. I have to bounce. <laughs> Listen to me trying to be one of the cool kids. Have a great rest of today. And remember, you're just one mindset away from a bigger, more awesome future. I'm Dean Dwyer, and you were listening to The Mindset Show.